This is Aussie Mac Zone. We'll cover everything Apple, including Macs, iPhones, iPads, and more. All this from an Aussie perspective. Sit back, relax, insert yourself into the zone. The Aussie Mac Zone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show 399 Aussie Mac Zone. 399. Hey, young Zan. Hi everybody, I actually made a mistake there. It's show 398, not 399. Sorry. Sorry, it's been a while, but there wasn't that much news, and then all of a sudden there was a ton of news. The, the only news sort of last week was how fast the new Macs were, how immensely yeah. fast the new Macs were. Basically, that was it, and then we got a whole heap of news come through late in the run. So, uh, and how have you been going? Well, excellent, Michael. I just... Um... <laughs> yeah, listening to the news, everything like that. Um, I don't know if we're going to touch base on the um, show in Houston that um, Apple Music was hosting as well as um, a few other musicians that some fans died at. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm wondering what's going on there because it was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, nothing to do with... Uh, Apple's involvement with what happened. I just want to say that part straight away. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I was having a sort of touch base on that at the end of the show. Though. I'll talk about that at the end of the show, not now. Um, we'll get into other than that. No, it's been good. Weather's good for ducks. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. You know. All right. So our Aussie Apple ramblings this week start with, and I've got a picture apparently. It's to do with the Apple cleaning cloth. So if I go to here and go down, uh, go to here, go down one out of practice. <laughs> <laughs> so there's our Apple cleaning cloth. So the cleaning cloth sold out, is sold out for 10 to 12 weeks. Uh, digitaltrends.com reports. Well, here's a surprise. The polishing cloth Apple quietly added to its online store after the Unleashed event uh, earlier a couple of weeks ago is sold out until mid-December. <laughs> With just a few hours of it landing on the store, the $29 Australian cloth already had a three-week shipping time, but just a few days later it has slipped between two to three months. With customers already now expected to receive them between December 20 and January 17. I'm not sure what it is right this day, but... Yeah, now that cleaning cloth's been a while, available for a little while. Uh, it came with came new with the you know ten thousand dollar Apple display. Um, so yeah, you could probably buy it as a spare part if you went in there anyway. But as as a line item, no. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone talks about how good it is. Because it's not a, it's not a microfiber cloth; it's a different sort of texture to it, okay. and it um, does a really good clean. Apparently, so do we know what it's made of? Ah, uh, not off the top of my head, no. No, so we couldn't get a super cheap water and get one. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh well, they've got they've got a special glass cleaning cloth that's not yeah. microfiber. Yeah, it's actually it's actually the demo of the video is. A guy's got it on his hand. He's got a microfiber on one side and this yep. other cleaning cloth on the other and, yeah, sprays the window, gives it a rub, and then turns it around to dry it. 
and then awesome. flops his hand around and does the next window and then turns it around and dries it. <laughs> and I think he's actually drying, I think it's the windows on that Volkswagen bus. Oh, yep. You know, one of the little ones on the corner. Yeah, yep. I think it's that that vehicle actually that he's cleaning the windows on from memory. Oh wow. <laughs> Just another little bit of interest. Yeah. So you've got a oh. story there. I do, yeah. I do. Sorry, I'm in Facebook and reading and, and typing. Yeah. That's good. And bear with you me. Fix, fix my mistake for the number of the show on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the story begins with, dude, where's my car? Airtag yes. uh, responsible for tracking down a stolen Subaru. Now, this isn't here in Australia. This is over in uh, America and Chicago. And yep. uh, 9 to 5 Mac reports in the latest Airtag adventure uh, where the device solves a real-world problem. Scotty, just his first name, from Chicago shared the story about his Subaru and how his Subaru was stolen. After the police couldn't do much, Scotty remembered he'd hidden an air tag in his vehicle. Uh, here's how it played out. All right, so Scotty shared his stolen car story today on Reddit with air tag swooping in as the hero of the mishap. Scotty calls the experience one of the most ridiculous days of his life. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Notably, he didn't uh, admit uh to the end, he left, he left his car unlocked and the keys were inside. <laughs> uh, the story is nonetheless quite amazing. I'm a night owl, he says. I went out to uh, get, get in my car at 3am early uh, this week to find my car gone. I'm separated but still friends with my wife and her younger brother lives with me. Uh, he's also a night owl. So I thought he'd taken the car and gone to McDonald's or something. I text him to see if that's uh, that was the case, and he told me that no, he had not. My car is a 2010 Subaru Forester. It had been stolen. I did all the normal stuff uh, one should do when your car's stolen. I called the police. I filed the reports. I reported the car stolen, but didn't seem too optimistic um, you know, about getting it back, which makes sense. I've lived uh, in, I live in the Chicago suburbs where there are millions of cars and the police are very busy. I start uh, an insurance claim and are very, um, and very annoyed. Just kind of sit down to wallow in pity and frustration with my, uh, with myself and whoever stole my card <laughs> and car. Now there's, there's more to this story. Yeah. In the link, we advise to stop and think and not go in over the top, which is not what Scotty did and no one got hurt. But it's worth a read. So check it out. Yeah. Uh, the story's there and, you know, yeah. So it seems pretty, uh, pretty cool, actually, like how AirTag was used. Yep. Was, and uh, it, after I read that story, actually, I'm th I was thinking because you know I own a Commodore, um, and they they're highly stolen, especially out in the western suburbs where I live. Um, I thought it was a really good idea. I could put one in the wheel well or something like that. Yeah, and um, uh, where the yeah, spare tires or something. I'm not going to tell you where I put it. Yeah, but the 
But if if the baddies have an iPhone, it will show yeah. up after a, a couple of hours. They yeah. may not be able to find it easily, but yeah, yeah. But, but it'll give you a chance to sort out. Yeah, yeah. And if you drop the down into your dash, well, good luck and I'm finding it. <laughs> <laughs> you can just stay there until it needs a new battery. Yeah, yeah. So, um, now iPhone loyalty. The loyalty rate continues to exceed 90%. New CIRP data shows. Nine to five Mac reports. Apple has long been one of the most dominant smartphone brands in terms of brand loyalty. New data today from analysis consumer intelligent research partners shows that Apple fans continue to remain loyal to Apple with 90% of iPhone buyers remaining with Apple. According to the data, Apple accounts for just under half of all U.S. smartphone sales in the past three years. In the same period, Samsung captured a little more than half of Android sales. The data says that Apple has accounted for 43% of U.S. smartphone sales over the past three years, compared to Samsung at 31 and LG at 9. In terms of loyalty, the CIRP data shows that loyalty rates for Apple, that is, the percent of consumers buying an iPhone whose previous smartphone was also an iPhone, are holding steady at 90%. Brand loyalty for Android manufacturers is not as high because switching brands within Android ecosystem is easier. That being said, overall, loyalty to Android is also about 90%. Brand loyalty helps explain trends in overall shares. Apple has had the highest brand loyalty measured of a percent of customers purchasing a new Apple iPhone whose previous smartphone was also an iPhone. Apple has seen loyalty rates exceed 90% for the past three years. Switching brands within the Android operating system is easier uh, and loyalty to each operator is that just even so within Android smartphone, blah, blah, blah. It's just the same thing doubled down. Yeah. Samsung maintained its loyal users. Motorola and LG saw lower loyalty. It's a somewhat downward trend since the end of September 2019. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me. Like, because Android are across a, a vast range of different, you can find no name Android phones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that their loyalty doesn't look the same as Apple's who only have, you know, Apple phones. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm saying that, you know, Apple are better. But you might, yeah, Some you might, Samsung, Samsung will try every different sort of thing that you can have on a phone. Yeah. And they drop them out during the different parts of the year. But also, like, LG and Huawei and stuff, they have different things on the, you know, like they've got the one with the periscope camera and all that sort of, So people yeah. go, oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Jump I'll over buy the Huawei one. Yeah. 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 So little things like that. Yeah. Make, make people move around. So, yeah. And we don't need to because Apple do all that for us. Yes. Basically, everything we want, we get. <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> Gaming? Yes, gaming. Here we go. Awesome. Do you have a picture for me? Absolutely. Right yeah. there. Excellent. So as you can see in the picture, Tiny Wings is a, a cute little bird. 
and this is the game I played this week. So it's a, it's a cute little game with a bird that shouldn't be able to fly. You soon find out with a little speed and a lot of airtime, the bird can definitely fall with style. Disney, don't sue me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're in control of the bird's motion and need to get um, as much speed as you can to take off into the sky. The terrain in which the bird lives is full of hills, which you can get uh, get up into uh, the great blue clouds. It's excellent. It, it, it flies. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get the speed. So basically, you've got to be on and off the, the motion button. So when it goes yeah. uphill, you want to flap its wings. When you go downhill, you want to tuck in and get as much speed as you want. Now, saying that, Sounds pretty easy. Oh, you know, it's, a, oh, it's an easy game then. No, it's not because it moves very quickly and you've got to go up and down, up and down, up and down to get that speed that you really need to, to get the bigger air. And each time you play, you, you're competing against yourself uh, to get a better score, better air time, you know, more time spent in the air. Um, so it becomes quite competitive. You know, because you want to be able to beat your, your next score. And it sort of reminds me of a cross between Flappy Birds and Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> it's an odd combination, I know. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun uh, and trying to get that timing right. And it's all, that's what it is. It's all about the timing. And so trying to get that timing right, to get that better, uh, you know, sort of hang time in the air flapping the little wings um, is actually quite hard. So um, I really enjoyed the game. Um, I gave it a 3.5 apples because I'm not good at it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason. Uh, <laughs> I'm being selfish. <laughs> so I get 3.5, damn it. I'm not good at it. <laughs> um, if you're better, but you had fun, so that's... I did, I had fun. <laughs> and the boys uh, had a go as well, and they really enjoyed it. Uh, can I hear? Hang on a second. Oh, hello, Levi. <laughs> I think he's watching us up the hallway. Okay. I can, I can hello, Levi. Saying, hi, Pa, hi, Daddy. Yeah, so that, that's, that's my score. I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, but uh, look, give it a go if you've got the yeah, um, the the um, Apple Arcade, give this game a go. It is very fun, it's very addictive, um, because you want to get better, you want to beat your score, and you, know, you want to get that motion, you know, that flow right, yeah. Um, and so I, I, re I recommend it, and it was really good. And yes, I know I only gave it 3.5, but you know, I, I'm a simple man, you know. <laughs> All right. So um I've got some entertainment stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so it is called Hooked. So Apple Debase debuts a new original podcast, the True Crime series, Hooked. Uh 9 to 5 again, Apple launched uh, its first standalone original podcast series entitled Hooked. Apple's previous podcast releases have all been tied to Apple TV Plus propriety, such as The Line or Apple News or Apple News Today. 
So no such TV project's been announced so far for Hooked. Hooked is a nine-part true crime podcast about the true story of Tony Hathaway, whose opioid addiction led him down a career in bank robbery. The show is available for free inside the Apple Podcasts app or via this RSS feed to listen in any podcast app. Hooked is hosted by journalist Josh Dean, featuring clips from years of interviews with Hathaway's family and law enforcement. Apple has launched the show with three episodes up front and new episodes will debut on Wednesdays. The company's plans for original podcasts remain somewhat unclear. For instance, it is not known how many original podcast production Apple has in development. Only one show has been previously reported as ordered to series and an as yet unreleased documentary podcast about Siegfried and Roy, which you'd be looking forward to. Previous podcasts for Apple have all been siblings to an original television project such as Foundation or For All Mankind Companion Podcasts. In similar vein, The Line was launched as a six-part podcast series to accompany a four-part TV series premiering later this month. So far, Hooked says no such TV association uh, and is still published as a podcast. And they're actually already up to, I believe, Series 2 of Hooked, which I've only listened to a couple of episodes so far, and it's been good. Excellent. They should do more of this sort of standalone stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, Because I really really enjoy the uh, sort of thing. Um, Yeah. So before we go off into story two, yeah, um, Finch. Oh, hang on. Do you want, yeah. uh, bring us both up. Yep, there we are. There Finch. we go. Yeah, um, it's an Apple movie uh, on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, we, it's a movie or is uh, a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, starring Tom Hanks. Yeah. And it is just. Wonderful. Good. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but the story is humanly faulted. Um, <laughs> is that a family one or an adult's one? Yeah. No, definitely a family story. I, I would definitely let the kids watch it. Yeah. Um, I'd. I, I watched it by myself the first time, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely let the kids watch it because it has. Um, th- there's no swearing because we all know, you know, Tom Hanks isn't really down for, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. He, you know, here and there maybe a little bit, but not really. Um, but it has that human emotion that kids wonder about anyway. You know, um, and. and especially now hunter's five and he wants to know why we cry where babies come from you know all this sort of stuff he he just has all the questions and (laughs) (laughs) especially this this week somehow all the questions (laughs) all of them and funnily enough uh, Kalyan's always like well your father can answer that question and so, (laughs) uh, so uh yeah uh, I think there's some really good um, emotional connections, uh, even though there is a robot and there's a human. Uh, I would 
I'd call him artificial intelligence, but that doesn't go into it in the movie. You know, yeah. so we'll stick to robot. Um, you know, there is um, regret. There's love for other beings like animals and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's just really, really, it wasn't what I was expecting at first. Yeah. Um, I expected a bit more sci-fi and everything like that, but it's more of a, a standalone, which we all know Hanks is good at. You know, he did Castaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, which he was absolutely phenomenal in. I'm pretty sure he won an Academy Award for that. Um, and so he, he does that, you know, that sort of standalone well. And um, I just really, I, I, re I highly recommend the movie. It's Excellent. Fantastic. Excellent. And like I said, yeah, I'll, I'll let the boys watch it. We will probably watch it over the weekend or mm -hmm. in the week and stuff like that because the boys love that sci-fi uh, genre, thanks to me, and um, <laughs> <laughs> just add that in. Um, yeah, so um, you guys should watch it too, and uh, let me Excellent. know what you think. Yep, yep, absolutely. Now, here's one a good one for you because I know how I'm much it means to, to you. I'm going to have to walk <laughs> to be back in a minute. <laughs> Mar Mariah Carey returns to Apple TV Plus for a new Christmas special debuting in December. Zahn will be wrapped. Nine to five Mac again, following the success of last year's special entitled Mariah Carey's Magical Christmas Special, Apple and the artist are again partnering up. The company announced today a new holiday special, Mariah's Christmas, The Magic Continues, which will debut on Apple TV Plus in December. The 2021 special will showcase Mariah's new Christmas single with Khalid and Kirk Franklin entitled Fall in Love at Christmas. Last year's magical, sorry, last year's magical Christmas special broke Apple TV Plus records for unscripted content and hit the number one trending spot in the Apple TV app across 100 countries. It featured stars including Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, Snoop Dogg, Tiffany Haydish, and more. And you can expect Carrie to announce another star-studded guest list for this year's special soon. This Christmas Apple TV Plus will also debut a brand new Peanuts holiday special named For Old Lang Syne. Original feature film Swan Song is also premiering a week before Christmas Day on the service. The festive doc documentary Twas the, Night, Twas the Fight Before Christmas arrives later in November. Now, also, I think I heard something about Mariah Carey's management putting out a memo about limiting how many time a radio station can play her Christmas single. So I told you Zana be wrapped. They're only allowed to play it like once a day <laughs> per station. I reckon they should be allowed to play it once a week. <laughs> but yeah, once, if they limit it to once, once a month. day, I knew that'd make you happy because yeah. <laughs> you can go for a walk then. <laughs> Made me lose weight at least. <laughs> I, look, don't get me wrong. She she is majorly talented. Uh, she has an amazing voice. Um, and I'm sure, you know, whatever. 
but it seems to me I haven't heard anything from uh, her other than the, these Christmas. Not that I'm looking for it either, so no, don't quote me on it. Yeah. Um, but all she does is these Christmas specials now. I guess she's got probably enough money, so she does the Christmas specials, makes a, a yearly wage, and you know, things <laughs> goes on. Um, uh, I, you know, it's not that I, I dislike her, I just can't stand that bloody song that gets played. It's overplayed, and well, not anymore, yeah, well, hopefully not. <laughs> but it doesn't say that. Shopping centers and places like that can't play it over and over and over and over again. Yeah, Every store you walk into at Christmas time is that stupid song. And I'm not a <laughs> Grinch. I love Christmas. Uh, I've got you know, I've got four boys. Like I love that celebration. Like they, you know, there's so much love and life in my house around that month. And that song drives me mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's played too much. Like if it was just once or twice, it'd be lovely. It'd be in yeah. our, you know, our Christmas playlist. But because I hear it everywhere else I go, I just I can't do it. Yeah. And how many people are doing the right thing, paying for it too? Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So you're up. Excellent. Tech giants expand Australian misinformation measure. Week a misinformation <laughs> measures week after government criticism. Znet reports a new portal will be created for accepting complaints from the Australian public where they believe a um, what's this one signatory efforts to address misinformation are not up to scratch. The Australian yeah. Industry Group advocate advocating for tech giants, including Facebook, Google, TikTok, Twitter, have expanded its um, voluntary code of addressing misinformation online after the Australian and US government made fresh calls last week to tougher social media regulations. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> I know what this is about. Uh, um, the group, Digital Industries Group Inc., or uh, Diggy, <laughs> said the uh, expansion entails um, creating a new independent committee to police the voluntary code for misinformation and disinformation. The independent members will work with um, signatories through an administration subcommittee subcommittee to oversee the various actions taken by signatories to meet the obligations under the code Diggy set. The mm -hmm. updated uh, voluntary code will also see Diggy create a new complaints portal. The new portal will accept complaints from the Australian public where they believe a signatory has breached the code's commitments. Signatories of the voluntary code are Apple, Adobe, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, uh, Redbubble, TikTok, and Twitter. He created uh, the code in February, which consists of signatories committing to releasing an annual transparency report about the effects to address disinformation and misinformation yeah. and providing a way for users to report content with disinformation and misinformation. 
the code also calls for signatories to be um, uh, consistent of the universal declaration of human rights when developing uh, appropriate uh, responses to disinformation and misinformation. Australian Communications uh, and Media Authority Chair Nita O'Loughlin, that's an excellent name, uh, said in a statement that the update of the updated voluntary code mechanism were an important step in reducing online misinformation and disinformation. O'Loughlin uh, did note, however, that she was still concerned about the voluntary and opt-in nature of the code. Yeah. We will be watching how this works in practice and whether expanding the, the committee's uh, remit will be necessary, she said. There's more information in our show notes. Of course. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I noticed, well, if Google's there, I guess uh, YouTube's part of Google. So, uh, yeah, but uh, YouTube wasn't on the list. Um, I, I don't know about uh, misinformation and disinformation regarding um, the government because the government was trying to shut down journalists, uh, get Google to retract statements, um, all this sort of thing about politicians, which the statements were true. They weren't lies. <laughs> you know, um, um, and to the point where said um, government official referred to himself as the insult that the YouTuber and uh, Google had referred to him as well. So, uh, but him using it and someone else using it seemed to get his panties in a knot. <laughs> uh, and then um, the federal police and him tried to have a silence order produced for both uh, Google and the journalist at hand uh, that we're talking about, um, which got refused in Supreme Court and um, they were allowed to keep their content up. And um, the government official we're talking about was basically told that they should have a bit thicker skin. <laughs> um, so, um, if you yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, bras, um, <laughs> <laughs> when you, what's, you know what's going on, um, yeah. So, anyway, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I know that we do need to um, monitor misinformation and disinformation. Um, I guess it could be being a voluntary committee. Uh, on that front is probably good because it gives them maybe a little bit more leeway on what to and not to uh, police. Especially mm -hmm. um, in, in these times with what we're going through. Um, so, yeah, I'll leave it at that because I could go on and on about this. <laughs> All right, well, we'll wait, we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Now, just before I get on to the next one, it's also I just remembered it is um, anti scam week, anti 
scam month. I can't remember whether it was week or month that they're promoting. Um, but like we say, everyone, tell your friends, tell your family, keep an yep. eye on them, keep them up to date, um, teach them how to look at the address for where things come from. Yeah. Like there's so many texts and emails these days from bad people. Yeah. They just, just want your information, but none of the real people are actually going to ask for your banking information. Yeah. Because the real people have already got it. They don't That's have right. to ask you. That's why they say, oh, do, you know, are the last three digits of your phone number such and such, for example? Like, yeah. They've already got your information. Yeah. If they're the real people. So, yeah, keep all that in mind and keep your family up to date, please. Especially yeah. us oldies. Yeah. So, uh, got, yeah. Apple joins First Movers Coalition in its goal to become a carbon neutral company by 2030. Nine to five Mac again. Apple has joined the First Movers Coalition, a partnership between the World Economic Forum and the US Office of the Special Presidential Envoy for Climate to maintain its commitment to becoming a carbon neutral company by 2030. In a Twitter post, Apple VP of Environment, Policy and Social Initiatives, Lisa Jackson, announced that she's attending COP26 in Glasgow and announced that Apple is part of the First Movers Coalition and will help accelerate new decarbonisation technologies. Among the companies that have joined the coalition are Apple, Boston Consulting Group, AP Molomesk, Vattenfall, Dalmia Cement, Volvo Group, Fortescue Metals Group, and Yara International, or Yara International. According to President Joe Biden, during the COP26 speech, the coalition represents eight major sectors that comprise 30% of global emissions, and we are now dealing with it. Dealing with it. Uh, these companies will be critical partners in pushing for viable alternatives to decarbonise the industrial sectors and more. With Lisa Jackson, Apple has been pushing hard to become a carbon neutral company by 2030. During Earth Day earlier this year, the company announced some of the measures it's already taking and more that are planned in order to achieve the goal. Apple is driving environmental progress with innovative solutions to meet its goal of becoming carbon neutral by 2030 and providing a blueprint for other companies to do the same. As part of its 2030 goal, Apple recently announced over 110 of its manufacturing partners around the world are moving to 100% renewable energy for their production. Apple also committed $4.7 billion with a B in its green bond spend to invest in projects that address carbon emissions, supporting renewable energy projects that bring clean energy to local communities and announce a new 20, $200 million effort to protect the world's forests, accelerating natural solutions solutions to climate change. Not only that, but last week Apple announced 10 initiatives to help communities across the globe to rely on clean energy and empower these communities. So more on the show notes, of course. Awesome. So, yeah, I've got so much to say about that as well, but uh, I will just yeah. leave it alone at the moment because, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so <laughs> we've got it's great that, um, that, uh, that that's happening. I think, um, more businesses, countries, 
Yeah. Shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a thing on the news this morning without yeah. picking on anybody that was um, from, oh, I think, I can't remember whether it was Anthony Albanese or, but it was commenting that the, um, the federal government said we didn't need any, um, what's the word, new laws to uh, reach our goal. Yeah. But he's been, uh, since he came back from overseas, which is where he said we didn't need any new laws, he's been announcing a new one a day. Uh -huh. <laughs> so forgetting the political side of things, that's just... Uh, Before we forget that, there's also where he... Uh, recently, when he's come back, he's going talking about how good electric cars are. Yeah. And there's a journalist in the crowd saying, how can you say this when last election time when you were in, you said they were hopeless and it was part of your smear campaign against the opposition? And he goes, I never said that. And then, <laughs> then they you know, they slide the clip in from last election where he said exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> word for word. Yeah. So, so what uh, it, what amazes me is without again, yeah, yeah. why we're paying for five hundred charging stations. Yeah. Why, why are we paying for five hundred charging? It's like saying, "Hello, buddy. Hello. There we go. How are you, big buddy? Love your haircut." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like we're paying for five hundred petrol stations. Like, yeah. Why aren't the people that are definitely making money out of electric charging stations paying for them? Exactly, and re so, getting that back in rebate. You know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cheaper to. Like if it's just, let's just say that was, you know, ten million dollars worth. Yeah. So if I put five million dollars towards their election campaign, it's only cost me five five million dollars to make the same amount of money. Yeah. If that's what I'm not saying, that's what happened. I'm just saying that's a possibility of what happens. <laughs> anyway, we're not, a, we're not a political show, so we'll let's let's go to we'll someone who's really making question. money. Let's. Yeah. All right. Now, so, speaking of making money, yeah, Apple announces Apple fourth quarter stuff. results. Yeah, but uh, I'm putting up a picture where you can see that nearly half of the money that Apple makes comes from iPhones. Yeah, and then another huge rise up and down is services. Yeah, and services is what going up. But when you when you see the picture, if you look at the picture in the show notes at the end of the show. Or you can see them now. You can see how much money Apple makes out of phones and why it's so important. Yeah. And even the, the Macs are making more than iPads right at the moment too. And and that's yeah. going to increase even more, I believe. So, yeah. But, yeah. So Apple announces record fourth quarter. Again, it's another record. Like they're, they're knocking them out of the park. So Six Colors has announced, Apple announced results for the fourth quarter for 2021, covering July through September. The company generated $8.3.4 billion in revenue. 
the previous two fiscal fourth quarters showed very low growth over the previous year. So this year's 29% increase in revenue year over year is especially impressive. iPhone sales were $38.9 billion, up 40, 47% versus a year ago. Now, admittedly, a year ago, they, they were a little bit late. They were running late. So it was a very good year for the iPhone business. Services were 18.3 billion, continuing their relentless growth pace at 26% above the year ago quarter. So they've grown 26% in a year in just in that quarter. Wearable sales, 8.8 billion, up 12% versus a year ago. That's a good number out of context, but actually the slowest year over year rate for the category in almost five years. It's a very seasonal business, though, so truly judge the state of Apple's wearables. So people would have been waiting for the new AirPods 3 to come out. Yeah. That's one reason. And also now it's Christmas, so they've got the new AirPods 3. There is a new watch, blah, 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 Yeah, Uh, which is what people buy for Christmas, you know, give each other for Christmas. iPad sales were up. Uh, 8.3 billion, up 21% year over year. The iPad business has averaged almost 8 billion in sales per quarter over the last year. We've seen six straight quarters of year over year growth for the iPad, 10 of 12 and 14 of 18, just to give you an idea of how many. Max sales were 9.2 billion, up 2% versus the year ago quarter. Now, despite the max smaller year-over-year growth number, it's important to keep in mind that last year's fourth quarter was the best MAC quarter ever. And at 9.2, this is a new all-time record quarter in terms of MAC revenue. And it really doesn't include all the new MAC Pros that people have been waiting for, which are expensive, so they don't have to sell as many to make that that number go up. Yeah. So there's more in a link into uh, six colors as website there so yeah something to enjoy yeah that's great. and i don't know why i thought i'd had that set for you to read but it's not it's on mine as me i don't know what happened there yeah do you you can take the last one i'll put the, oh, I'll sort the picture out because i think i think this new one is yeah. absolutely awesome <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, so as you said, you think this is awesome. So yeah. Hit Design helps us with. Uh, I've been looking for ways to restore some kind of physicality to my digital music collection, and this has led me to create a setup using a Square Moo album card with NFC tag sticker to trigger an iOS shortcut and play an album uh, to airplay uh, speakers with the least amount of friction. (laughs) Oh, my God, that was a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to have a go, you'll need an iPhone XS, XR or above. These have have the ability to read uh, NFS. NFC, sorry, uh, in the background, uh, which is key. This means as long as you're, uh, as long as the iPhone can scan uh, is on, it doesn't have to be unlocked. The, N- the NFC tag will read it. 
And she tags these are uh, cheap and come in many forms. I picked up uh, around stickers for zip. Uh, sorry. And so the NFC for around uh, 20 pence each, which is about 45 cents in Australia. Uh, some from some form of physical album artwork to stick the tag to. I opted for square moo cards. Um, more below. You can then either write the information to the NFC tag or use it to trigger an iOS personal automation. The former works for everyone, but you have to you have to okay a dialogue uh, prompt. The latter can run immediately, but only works on that particular device. I want I I went with personal um, automation, but here's a rundown of both methods. Um, Apple Music can use a share URL from Apple Music to open an album, but it won't play automatically here you'll need to combine the nfc uh, data with a shortcut input this method works in most cases create a new shortcut i'd recommend naming it something short and simple like play then add the following actions to it cards getting the feel of the cards right was a critical part. I've, I could have just stuck uh, printouts from uh, inkjet printer onto cards or write the album name onto an NFC card, but uh, they wouldn't be particularly, yeah, you know, sort of, yeah, enticing to pick up. My solution was to order a batch of Super Square business cards from Moo on a 400 GSM card. This is a minimum order of 50 and uh, and the uh, and they allow up to 50 different designs. So this was an ideal way to get set up. Uh, nicely printed album cards at 65 by 65 mil they fill the right size for using with an iPhone. They, they even come in a nicer card box that's ideal for browsing. The only ob obstacle is getting decent high-res uh, versions of the album work purchases from uh, Bandcamp come with a high-res file automatically, but other others require a bit of hunting to find something near decent. Tori Amos under the pink was the hardest to find. I believe that is as well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great album. Mm -hmm. um, images looked great. Uh, so in general, 15 uh, by 15 PX images look great in print at this size. In all, in all this uh, solution cost me around 50p each, 22p for the tag, 27p for the Moo card. Um, for more speed and flexibility, I'd probably need to find a way to 
do these homemade eventually. So my two cents worth, if you want to do them homemade, um, if your wife, like mine, has a um, cricket, um, you can just get the, buy the said cardboard, it'd be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Uh, to cut it out and then image it yourself uh, with a, a decent inkjet uh, printer, which we have as well. Um, that would cut costs. Not that it's really expensive here, but that would definitely, definitely cut costs way down. You'd probably be looking at, well, he's saying, you know, um, a dollar each, uh, being 50p, so uh, Australian currency, that would be a dollar a card. Um, if you're like me, I have probably 400 CDs, you know, and as much as I love my CDs, I would prefer to have that room for something else, uh, <laughs> like all toys maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, this is a great idea. Uh, the cost is at the moment, you know, with me having 400 CDs would be a little bit expensive, uh, being a dollar a card. But like I said, uh, if you had a, a cricket and a, a decent printer, this could work out well. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, on with the story. For more speed and flexibility, I probably need to find a way to do these homemade. Yeah, like I said, uh, eventually. Otherwise, I have to wait until I have another 50 covers that I want to print. Now, um, again, I already have the album covers, so I could scan them in, resize them. Um, with the cricket, cut them the size, have the cards there. And again, you know, uh, yeah, and resolution and everything, that wouldn't really be a hassle if you can resize them. Mm -hmm. um, and you have the original print, um, it should be fine. Uh, also, I saw another article where a guy had our album covers on his wall as art with their, uh, oh, that's a really good idea, uh, with their NFC sticker on the frame. Oh, well, there you go. He wanted to tape the frame and the album. Sorry, he would tap, tap. That's my oh, spelling mistake. Tap, tap. That's my fault. Oh, no, it's not. It's your fault. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he would tap the frame and the album would play. So, yes. so much more in the notes. This story, this is way more interesting than I read it. <laughs> uh, there's pictures included in the story too. Check it out. Now, like I said, um, at a dollar a card, I would not do it because I have so many albums. Yeah. Um, and yes, I spent that money on them originally, but it wasn't in one hit. You know, this mm -hmm. is over, yeah. you know, three decades uh, of collecting music that I love. Um, and so... Yeah, I'd also like to do it. Um, I suppose you could probably do it with books and and everything like that. You know, into your your e-reader and just wouldn't yeah. just yeah. Um, wouldn't just go for uh, music. You could use this with um, DVDs, 
books, CDs, um, yeah, even photo albums. You know, you could have one photo with the NFC that was linked to photo albums and then that one scan would open 300 pictures, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah no, this is a, isn't a bad idea. I think logistically uh, it could probably be better handled, but um, I still think it was awesome, yes. Excellent. Yeah, so 50, Pete? I don't know whether they let you do individual, no, but 50 cards from Vistaprint. Yeah. 148 more. So that they're big ones. They're six-inch ones. They're 37 cents Australian each. Yeah. Now that might be the cheap, yeah, but I'm also they may not let them. you do one at yeah, a time. You, you, so. wouldn't, you wouldn't do them that big because that's the same size as a CD. You'd want them, yeah. like you said, like they're the six, uh, you know. Yeah, like two-inch square, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, two-inch yeah. square would be, yeah, would be perfect. Yeah. Um, so you just flick through, go lift, go boom, and it starts playing. Yeah. Yeah. But it does, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. So it's yeah. a really yeah, good I way agree. of doing it. Keep your music. Yeah. I think that is too. Like you could literally, um, you know, sort of have that in an area where you have all your TV, your speakers, and everything like that, and just yeah. flick through and scan, boom, play. You've got the music people, you want. Yeah. Think of it at a party where people are adding. Yeah. Yeah. Add that to the playlist. Add that to the playlist. Add that to the where playlist. Where you can scan in your say my four hundred CDs and then just yeah. hit random play. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you've got well, yeah, I'm not gonna go into how many songs, but you've got enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. excellent. Yeah. So don't forget the show notes link each week on our show upload. The link being uh, AussieMaxZone.com.au forward slash AMZ399. Yes. There, there you'll see. Yep, sorry, go for it. Go <laughs> for it. <laughs> um, show notes. You can email. Also, that's you. Michael Orzan at AussieMaxZone.com.au. So however you like us in your ears or on your eyes, um, you can find us in most places. So please give us a like and uh, you know, share us. Yeah. Tell your friends. Um, you know, we, we do it for you, as I always say. Um, so, yeah. Don't keep forget to keep your family up to date with the scam alerts. And Absolutely. Like, just go back and look at the older... Um, Show them the older Aussie Maxstone article regarding scam alerts and how to spot them. Yep. And but most of all, thanks to our supporters, you our listeners and viewers. And yes, now over absolutely. to Zam for our infamous sign-off. Hi. So remember, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> an apple a day keeps the androids away. We'll see you soon. Yeah.